Welcome to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. I'm Stephen Rothberg, the founder of College Recruiter Job Search Site. At College Recruiter, we believe that every student and recent grad deserves a great career. And I'm Peter Zolman, founding principal of the AIM Group, the leading global business intelligence service for marketplaces and classified advertising companies. We consult with recruitment marketplaces companies and publish AIM Group recruitment intelligence and a free weekly digest. We also host the annual Global RecBuzz Conference. This is the podcast for you to learn more about how to create, manage, and work with general, niche, and aggregator job boards and recruitment marketplaces. Hey, Peter, great to be with you again today. Thank you very much. It is good to be with you. Uh, I hope wherever you happen to be in the world is pleasant, the weather is nice, and your thunderstorms and rainstorms and whatever you went through in Brighton are behind you. The weather is always perfect wherever I am. I bring it with me. Pardon me while I choke, gag, and otherwise um, enough said. (laughs) Uh, when faith is with you, the weather is always lovely. Yes. My boss and my wife, uh, she definitely makes sure that the, that the weather is operating properly as, as well as the business and, and maybe in that priority, the, uh, aim group stories that you're following, what, uh, what's really catching your interest right now? We've been looking a lot at partnerships, uh, partnerships between job boards and other job boards or recruitment marketplaces between TikTok and Indeed in Singapore for video, which is one we're looking at closely, between job boards and NGOs and government agencies in Africa. There's still a lot that job boards can do to build their businesses through partnerships. It's not just about we're us and we don't work with anybody else. Yeah, I think the that I'm going to be very interested to read that in in the report that I that I get from the AIM group because partnerships really allow you to magnify your presence. We don't there's we we don't believe at College Recruiter that we should be doing everything internally. That you know the old build by partner. Um, if if somebody's a lot better at something that is tangential to our business then I think a partnership is really the way to go. Are you seeing that across geographic lines, industry lines? Where, where are you seeing that? What struck me the most when we were at uh, RecBuzz in Amsterdam a little while back was uh, Diane uh, Molum of uh, Rome, Africa, which has Jobberman and Brighter Monday, was talking about working with NGOs and government agencies and we've seen a lot of that, but we've only seen it in, you know, a little brief here and a little brief there, and we really haven't focused on it. And it makes a ton of sense to not just be a standalone, do your own thing job board. Many work with associations or many are owned or operated by associations, but partnerships make a ton of sense especially when you can add one plus one and get three. It doesn't always work that way, and they can be headaches, but they can also make a ton of sense. And I think some recruitment marketplaces are just way too quick to dismiss, oh, we could never do that, oh, we don't want to do that, or whatever. For, for those who don't know about, about Rome Africa, R-O-A-M, 
Africa. Um, fascinating, amazing work that they're doing. Well, we should probably bring in today's guest. Malcolm Myers is the founder and CEO of European Internet Ventures. Uh, Malcolm is a very well-known marketplace advisor, and uh, he probably doesn't want me dating him, but uh, he's spent uh, the past 15 or so years working with founders, which means he's at least 20, um, to raise capital um, or sometimes to sell their marketplaces around the world. Um, Malcolm, for people who don't know a lot about you, other than my little Twitter bio of you, um, what else? What else do they know about you? So I've been in the space for fifteen years, as you correctly say. I actually used to run M and A at Naspers, which has been a big player in the classified space, uh, and I've been running my own advisory business for about a decade. Uh, as you correctly said, doing M&A and capital raising in what I call online marketplaces. And within that uh, broader area, uh, jobs and what I would call jobs classifieds, or a lot of you guys would call jobs boards, has been an important uh, important vertical within that, that overall classifieds and marketplaces remit. So also marketplaces that deal with autos, real estate, et cetera, right? Not just exclusively the, the job and recruitment space. You're right, Stephen, and that's what makes it even more interesting because there are many things which uh, the different verticals, as I call them, car, real estate, or jobs, have in common. And then when they don't have those things in common, it's also very instructive to try and understand why. Why might one of these verticals be different from another? And although the company is called European Internet Ventures, I've had experience working in every every continent of the world. And so also you have those those regional differences as well, which help to, to play out and, ma- and make this space even more interesting. Investors, what do they want to do in the recruitment field right now? So I think... Right now is 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 a, is a is a very precise point in time. I think if we look at historically, uh, if we look at the past three years, for example, history sounds a long a long way back. But if we look at the past three years, um, you know, there's been more than twenty billion dollars invested in this space by PE and VCs, um, and you know that's that's that that means that whoever's listening to this podcast is in a, a space which has attracted a lot of capital. Um, and when when you analyze uh, based upon, say, pitch book data, uh, what's the trend being for the first six months of this year? Well, funding is still up compared to the first six months of 2019 or 2020. Um, so there still a, a, has been until uh, now at least a very substantial and healthy amount of, of uh, private capital coming into the recruitment space. And when you, when you look at um, how that splits out, um, it's very interesting to see that the biggest chunk of all, it's, it's about a 20 billion, as I said, roughly a third of that has been PE funds investing into these later stage platforms. Uh, and I'm talking about specifically recruitment and staffing platforms like uh, House of HR or ADECO or Hayes. Um, so that's one chunk that has attracted a lot of late stage capital in particular debt capital. And then perhaps one of my the most exciting areas has been what I call vertical marketplaces. Vertical marketplaces have also received about $5 billion in capital over the same time. And for me, a ver- vertical marketplace is really a platform that's focusing on, on employers from a very specific area like IT, or it could be um, re- it could be catering and, 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 and retail, uh, blue-collar style work. Uh, and these 
these verticals can create a lot more value than a simple job board because their model is not just to charge um, a monthly fee um, or a click-through rate, uh, but it is really to, to charge a share of, of the total payroll paid. And in return, they seem to be getting very, very um, good at identifying exactly what kinds of candidates fit best for their employer customers in a, in a way which is a level of detail one higher than the traditional staffing firms would have done if you go back 10, 20 years. So that area is really interesting. Um, and then there's also some more, let's call them more software-centric areas, which the VCs uh, have been very excited about. The ATS has has been a very, very strong theme. And um, companies like Personio are raising almost half a billion dollars in the time period I've referred to is one very interesting area. Uh, and then one other is, is is background checking. It might sound like it's pretty niche. It's not. Um, there was $1.5 billion invested into background checking, uh, obviously very automated, very software-driven, very data-driven. Companies like Checker raising $250 million, for example. Um, and then one of the other areas I, I'm really excited about is, is what I call sourcing boosters. So these are these are companies which are very good at um, bringing often passive candidates to companies like JobSports. Um, one sourcing booster I like is is Eightfold.ai, who raised 220 million uh, over this time period, and they're very good at sort of looking into the ATS of any company and seeing whether there are profiles there that could be relevant for current current hiring needs um, and then finally the sort of the sort of the runners up are the um, the sort of the testing screening interviewing style businesses which I think will also play an increasingly important role uh, companies um, like Karat, K-A-R-A-T, uh, in the in the IT um, in, in the IT uh, testing and interviewing uh, area for example would be a good example of that. And, and maybe just a final thought on on, on, on this on this question. Um, the classic job boards have not been a source of, of funding uh, over the past few years. Um, that's interesting in itself. Um, maybe it's because um, most of the players are already there and already generating cash, but that's simply not been an area which investors have been focusing on. We'll be back right after this break. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Welcome back to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. I think by some estimates, there are at least tens of thousands, perhaps 100,000 different job boards, recruitment marketplaces around the world. You obviously talked about some kinds of business models that definitely aren't job boards, recruitment marketplaces like Personio, for example. Um, but, you know, if you were advising uh, an investor or somebody who was looking to start a new business, where where would you tell them 
um, to to put their money? Like, what's the what's the what's the greatest potential? Do you think in the next two three years in the online recruitment space? That's a great question. Um, I, I think that what's interesting is how technology is making that task of sourcing candidates and matching them to jobs work better. Um, and I think for those those tens of thousands of job boards, understanding how technology can add value to what they've been doing is really important. Uh, and that's both important for the jobs boards and it's also a very interesting potential investment opportunity for VCs. And again, picking up from, from uh, my comments to the previous question, it's about um, jobs, job boards understanding the role of sourcing boosters, how I can either use programmatic or some other ways of bringing passive candidates to my job board. I think that's a really interesting space. It's less developed in Europe than it is in the US and in both uh, continents, it has a long way to go. Um, and then there's the ability to, to add value to those passive candidates through testing them um, through engaging them, through using bots and, and other formats to to really see are they possibly interested in 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 a specific opportunity and trying to get a little bit more relevant information to to make that lead ever more valuable as you move down the funnel. Uh, I think businesses like that uh, have a huge amount of benefit to bring. Um, and then, of course, we all talk about you know AI, and we don't really ever mean the same thing when we talk about it, but the ability to have a level of intelligence that enables a job board to match the candidates which it's getting with the positions it's advertising, this will be, in my view, um, absolutely critical. And that could be anything as simple as you know the ability to break a specific role into maybe five key key areas of, of, of expertise or, or five key things which that applicant needs to have done and then um, ranking those applicants based upon how many fit, you know, or five boxes or, or four or three. And that ability to stack rank um, applications, in my view, again, can create a huge amount of value. One of the biggest problems today with job boards is when you have basically no constraints on how many applicants can apply or what kind of applicant can, can apply for a particular role, that often ends up destroying value. You know, the, the, the recruiter ideally would just like to have one perfectly qualified candidate come through um, and not have hundreds who may only only tick one, two, or, or three of the boxes. So I think I think companies which are good at linking together these different value creating um, tasks will create a lot of value and I think will also remain very popular uh, for investors. So either the enabling companies who are doing this or a jobs board that's able to bring it all together into a, a, a more um, value added uh, overall um, service, I think those companies will also be of interest. So from an investment and a for sale perspective, a job board has to be a lot more than a job board and needs to incorporate some, many, most, all of those elements to be attractive for sale or attractive to investors. I think that's exactly right, uh, Peter. I think uh, you know when we look at other classifieds verticals, you have companies like Rightmove in the UK or 
um, or, or, or auto trader in the UK that are so dominant. If anybody's interested in a car, 90% of the whole inventory will be on auto trader or 90% of all homes will be on right move. In the job space, that's just not the case. Um, and even the most successful, uh, what you guys still call job boards uh, around like Stepstone in, in Germany, they're very, very strong and you know the monetization is very impressive, uh, but they're very strong only in an increasingly narrow set of white collar um, so, you know, positions. And they don't have that uh, overall hold of the market in the same way in Germany the top car or, or real estate portal does. So I think um, given that you don't have that sort of natural network effect working in anything like the same level, you don't have that same capture of traffic and inventory uh, in jobs as you do in car and real estate, therefore, you have to create value in a different way. Speaking of Stepstone, by the way, rumor has it, the AIM Group has reported it, that Axel Springer, which is a parent company, is working on an IPO. Of course, with today's economic environment, who the heck knows when they will get that IPO out the door. But we certainly have heard about it and have uh, reported on the rumors, if that, if that were to take. If you were to give a job board or recruitment marketplace operator one piece of advice for finding investment or if he slash she wants to sell the company, what can they do, especially in these somewhat uh, crazy economic times, high employment in most markets, recession, maybe, maybe not, et cetera? What's the one piece of advice? I'm not sure one piece of advice will be enough, <laughs> but but there are a number of things I would focus on. Um, the first is monetization. Um, I don't think that pay to post is usually very effective in extracting all the value there is on a jobs board. Um, one of the best cases is if if uh, the the client or so the employer uh, wants twenty call center agents and they only have to pay for one call center ad, they're getting rather good value for money um, in the way that uh, wouldn't be the case if uh, it was a pay-per-click or paper application or, or, or other format. So I think the first thing I would say is make sure you have your monetization model truly optimized. I, I would then add that cyclicality is, is, is an interesting one. You know, is, when is the right time to sell a jobs board? Um, at the moment, as you said, we have a, a, at the moment we're suffering from a, a shortage of of candidates or people proactively looking for work. Um, and there have been times, if we go back to the global financial crisis two thousand and nine, where you had a lot of people looking for work uh, for which there wasn't uh, an employer. But but most of the time, um, there is an ability to monetize uh, what job boards are doing. Uh, as long as they are good at, you know, at the moment it's about being very good at sourcing passive candidates, um, and in the future it might be about being better at, at, at matching amazing candidates who've become redundant to employers who would probably want them even if they're not proactively seeking. So I think playing on 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 the passiveness, whether it's candidates in the current market or whether it's passive employers where there's higher unemployment, 
These are also terrific skill sets, which the smartest job boards are beginning to develop. Well, that makes a ton of sense. Thank, thank you, Malcolm. So quick question before we leave off, and that is for the job boards and recruitment marketplaces that, that are listening to the podcast. Do you feel that their businesses, the industry is, is dying? Is it headed for extinction? Or are we in a period where evolution or maybe even revolution is, is necessary? Terrific question. So I think there are parallels from 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 other other verticals which we can consider, um, and in particular, I would I would look at the difference between a traditional ads only classified site that's just selling ads um, versus a site which is taking care of really screening through buyers and sellers. And I think think of cars, for example. The difference between a car site that just lists ads of cars for sale, where you don't know whether the the seller really owns the car, you don't know how long they've owned it for, you don't know what condition it's in, you don't have price guidance, and then the seller doesn't know whether the buyer is legit, whether the buyer is trustworthy, etc., etc., etc. So there's a the marketplace is failing to eliminate traditional friction, um, and as a result. Um, you can't monetize that site nearly as well as one where if you imagine, well, yes, the marketplace is going to vet the seller. They're going to have to make sure the car is inspected so you know exactly what it is. They're going to give price guidance uh, to show where the price of that car fits within the range of other transactions. The platform's going to guarantee the payment uh, through an escrow service uh, and so on and so on. You can Im- imagine how when you add that additional value, and take away that additional marketplace friction, you can end up monetizing it much better. And I think the same will apply in the world of job boards a little along the lines which we were discussing earlier. You know, And it's a little bit when you move from a simple list. In, in the world of job boards, I think it's closer to comparing a classic listings-only business with some of the deeper marketplaces we see, for example, a job and talent, where you're much closer to this second model where you know in the job and talent model they're getting much better at, at underst- that they're very focused first of all they know exactly in their blue collar uh, segment area the types of candidates which their employers are looking for they're able to vet them they learn about them they use that information from from surveys and from previous uh, hires to enrich the value of the listing or and and it, it simply means that they can place candidates with much more certainty of success. And at the same time, the employers they're working with, they can get to understand their needs better and better. Um, it's it, And I think it's that, I think it's that ability to, to deepen the service layer, both on the, on the candidate side and the employer side, which will ultimately um, end up delivering value. And I think that those job boards which are able to go deeper into the verticals in this way are the ones who will not only survive, but thrive. Awesome. Well, Malcolm, thank you so much for joining us today. For listeners who want to learn more um, about European Internet Ventures or Malcolm Myers or having a home in Switzerland, um, how should they reach out to you? So I'm, uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, and there's also a website, uh, europeaninternetventures.com. So I'd be very happy to connect with anyone who's listened to the podcast. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Peter, any last words? Just thank you very much. Uh, Malcolm always speaks at our conferences and is always one of the highest rated speakers. And now you know why. Perfect. Thank Thank you you much. Thank you, guys. 
Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces is a co-production of Evergreen Podcasts, College Recruiter, and The AIM Group. Please subscribe for free on your favorite app. Review it. Five stars are always nice. And recommend it to a couple of people you know who want to learn more about job boards and recruitment marketplaces. Special thanks to our producer and engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Peter Zolman of The AIM Group, the leading global consultancy in the field of marketplaces and classified advertising. Find out more about our reports on recruitment marketplaces, job boards, and classifieds, including our new recruitment marketplaces annual at aimgroup.com reports. I'm your host, Stephen Rothberg of job search site College Recruiter. Each year, we help more than 12 million candidates find great new jobs. Our customers are primarily Fortune 1000 companies, government agencies, and other employers who hire at scale and advertise their jobs with us. You can reach me at stephen at collegerecruiter.com. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.